It's time to get your shit together with the Gist of It podcast. Hi there, I'm Chris Piercy of Gist Coaching. I'm a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist and I'm a life coach. Here today with six different things that you need to stop doing if you want to overcome a phobia. Number one, stop believing that your fear is permanent. People talk about their phobia and they say, oh, I couldn't ever fly to Australia because of my fear of flying, or I couldn't ever go up the Empire State Building because it's just too high. It's just talking in terms of never and couldn't ever, and there's this belief that whatever is going on in their heads, whatever their fear is, is permanent. It isn't. You know, irrational fears do not have to be permanent. So stop talking about them as if they are. Number two, stop talking about them every possible opportunity. I had a weird situation where I was on the school run the other day, taking my, my daughters to school, and I overheard two mums talking, and they were kind of just casually talking about spiders. And then one of them out of nowhere just kind of went, oh my God, I've got a really terrible fear of spiders. I can't even get close to them. I mean, if I, I have to get my husband to come in and do everything. It's like, they weren't talking about phobias. They were talking about spiders. They were talking about getting bikes out of a garden shed, if I remember correctly. And all of a sudden, this woman jumps in and is chiming in and talking about her phobia. All that is doing is reminding was reminding herself how scared she is of something, kind of ingraining into her head this idea that, oh, this is something you should be afraid of. So the more that you talk about it and kind of make it a thing to yourself, the more you're going to be making it a thing to yourself. So stop talking about it at every possible opportunity. Number three, and arachnophobics, I am looking right at you right now. This is you guys mostly. Stop posting about your fear on social media. Now, when it comes around to kind of September, August time, maybe October, um, people, all of a sudden, the Daily Express normally will post a thing about it being spider season and spiders are 30% bigger than ever and just kind of get some paper sales or whatever. And what do people who are afraid of spiders do? They jump on and go, oh my God, it is spider season. Everyone has to know about this. And they will post that on their Facebook. And then it will normally have a picture of a massive spider on it, which obviously scares them. And then people will like it and comment on it. And it will drag them back to it. And they'll see that thing reminding them it's spider season. And they're 30 percent bigger. And they'll see this big spider again. And they'll get scared again. Can you see the spiral that people put themselves in when they post about their phobias on social media? So stop doing it. Stop exaggerating your fear. Now, this is a weird one because... I had a couple of people having a conversation the other day and they were they were actually talking about phobias and then it, it turned into like a one-upmanship type thing where someone said, oh yeah, I'm kind of in the same room as a spider. So it's like, well, actually I'm, a, you know, I'm, you know, my, my, my fear of flying is so bad I can't even hear the word airport. And then, you know, a woman says, well, actually, if I, uh, even though a spider's breathed uh, near any country I've ever been in, then I just have to just lay down and die and the other woman says well I once was at a party and someone was a dentist and I dived out of a third story window I, I may have exaggerated all that a bit myself and made up the conversation but this idea that your your fear has to be exaggerated upon to be more believable like people it's like it's fine just to say I have a phobia of spiders you don't need to go into all the graphic details about if I was in this random exaggerated scenario, then I would have this huge exaggerated response. You can just say, I, I have a fear of spiders, if you even need to mention it in the first place, which you probably don't. So stop exaggerating your fear. Number five. I'm not entirely sure why I sung that. Uh, stop running from your fear, sometimes literally. Um, 
when we're faced with our fear, it's basically a fight or flight or freeze mode that we get put into. And, you know, spiders is such an easy one, it's such a common one, but someone will see a spider, they'll scream, they'll call for whoever helps them, whether it's their husband that helps them or their wife that helps them or their you know, partner or their child that helps them, they'll scream and they will literally run out of the room. Now this is the case whether it's something like spiders, whether it's like something to do with heights, whether it's you know something to do with dentists, something like that. Um, and that initial response, that initial feeling of I need to run away and make myself safe and be away from this, you don't actually have to respond to that. You don't actually have to run away. Now you can just te start teaching yourself to just stay there, just just a, just a little bit, two seconds, even staying there two seconds longer will help you because the next time you can try three seconds or four seconds or five seconds. But just don't just run away. Stop running away from it straight away. You know, if your life is in danger, if there's, a, if there's a tiger in the room and it's attacking you, then you definitely run. That's what the fear and the, you know, that's what the, the fight or flight mode is for. But when there's genuine danger, when it's like a small little house spider in the corner of the room, it, it would much rather that, you know, you just kept yourselves to yourselves, you know, and just, he stays there and does his thing, he's not hurting you, can't, he couldn't even hurt you if he wanted to, and you just do your thing, so just staying there, stop, stop just running away, because that's, again, that's just further ingraining, oh, there's something I'm afraid of, oh, I run away, that's what happens, and you just carve into your brain this idea, yes, I should be afraid of that, yes, I should be afraid of that, every time you go around that cycle of fear, the more you're ingraining to yourself that this is something that you should be afraid of and therefore you have that response. So you can break that cycle by just stopping yourself from running away, even if you don't deal with a spider yourself. But you know, someone else can deal with it, just stay in the room for a few more seconds or whatever, whatever the situation pertains to. Number six, and this is the big one that I you know, deal with when I'm doing hypnotherapy or cognitive behavioural work, with people in my therapy sessions is to stop your thoughts controlling you. Now, you'll, we can often think of our brains as being like a one-way street in terms of our thoughts. As well. We have a thought and then that's it, that, that's, that's the truth. But our, our brains lie to us. Our brains lie to us all the time about you know, things that we think and you know, thoughts that come through that just simply aren't true. Our brains have learned from an experience that's, you know, X equals Y, whereas X might actually equal something entirely different. So when the thoughts come along to do with your phobia, the strongest thing you can do is to actually challenge those thoughts. And this is how you do it. It's a three-step process. So first of all, you need to recognize what you're actually thinking at the time that you are scared. So this you know, whatever this thought might be, you need to find out what this thought is. What's, what's the big, strong thought that comes into your head when you're experiencing this fear? Step two, you analyze that. Just check, are you, are you talking absolute bullshit to yourself? Is that thought this, this categorically just not true? Is there, are you making stuff up? Are you thinking you can predict the future? Are you thinking, you, thinking worst case scenario? Like, challenge that thought as much as possible and see where the truth actually lies within that thought. And then step three is to then deconstruct that thought and make an actual new, accurate, positive thought. Here's an example. 
let's say you have a fear of heights and you're at a party and then there's a, there's a balcony out there and there's a, it's on the third floor and you realize that your thought you'd say to yourself is, I can't go out on that balcony. If I go out there, I'm going to die. Pretty alarming. How would anyone feel if they thought that thought and they believed it to be true? If you genuinely thought, if I go out there onto that balcony, I'm going to die, then you, are, you would feel horrendous. If you're convinced that you were going to die if you went out, that's what, and that's what fear does to us. It's like, you're convinced you're going to die, so you get the shakes and you get sweaty and you get stomach problems, you know, and you start feeling nauseous. You, you know, all sorts of things go on because you are believing a thought that you're going to die. So how do we challenge that? Well, basically, you, you look for actual evidence that you would die if you went out there. Um, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you hire in a structural engineer, structural engineer, but if there's other people out there and they seem to be like relaxing and enjoying themselves or, you know, there's nothing to suggest that you are actually going to die. Now, I'm not going to say that you were going to go out there and feel absolutely amazing, but the likelihood is that if you did go out there, then you may feel a bit uncomfortable if you have a fear of heights. But telling yourself that it's going to be an uncomfortable experience is much better than telling yourself, I'm going to die. So that would be a first step. But also, you don't actually know how you're going to feel going out. You might go out there and go, oh, this is a really lovely view and get completely lost in the idea of this kind of beautiful panorama in front of you. You know, it might be the fresh air might hit your lungs and make you feel like refreshed and alive. You don't actually know. So you can add a might feel uncomfortable into that thought as well. Furthermore, since you're here and we're, you know, you're trying to overcome a fear of heights in this particular example, let's get rid of that if at the start of the sentence, if I go out on that balcony. That suggests there's a chance that you might not actually do it. So let's change that as well. So make it into a when. So when I go out onto that balcony. So a much more helpful and positive thing to say to yourself when that thought comes into your head, go, no, I'm not listening to that thought. The thought I'm going to say to myself instead is when I go out on that balcony, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I might feel great, but I might feel uncomfortable. And if I do feel uncomfortable, I can go inside at any moment of my choosing. I mean, how much more helpful and positive is that? So those are my six different things that I recommend that you stop doing right away if you're trying to overcome a phobia. Now, I understand in particular with the, the final one, the kind of stopping your thoughts, controlling you, it can be a little bit difficult to understand and kind of comprehend what you are thinking when you're experiencing you know, pure fear, if that's what it feels like to you. You don't know exactly what thoughts are going on in your head. This is where cognitive behavioral hypnotherapy can be incredibly useful and is a service I can offer you as well. We can actually go through the scenario which frightens you, but we can do it through your imagination using hypnosis rather than you having to actually experience it yourself. So you can go through that in a nice, calm, relaxed space, knowing that you can kind of step away from it at any moment and start recognizing what thoughts are actually going through your head when you're imagining being in that scenario. And from there, we can challenge those thoughts a lot more easily. That combined with another technique or two as well can actually help you get over your phobia much quicker than you even realize. 
If that's something that interests you, then look in the notes below and you will see a link for having a free consultation with me about that or any other problem you might want some help with. I've been Chris Piercy of Just Coaching, Life Coach and Hypnotherapist, and I hope to catch you again soon. If you've enjoyed listening to me, then please click the like button, subscribe to the channel, and share it around if you think it might be helpful for other people as well. Head to gistcoaching.co.uk to read blogs, get in touch, or find out more about working directly with Chris to get your shit together.